Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome to our January bonus episode. This month, we have been focusing on resetting our mental health, finances, physical health, and relationships. Throughout the month, we have frequently come back to the idea of balance. So today, we have decided to dedicate our time together to taking a deeper dive into the concept of life balance. So as I was preparing for this episode, I wanted to look up an actual definition of balance, because I know what it means to me, but we want to all be on the same playing field. So balance is a harmonious blend of occupational, familial, social, and leisure pursuits. And I think that is perfect to what we've been doing this month, as we've thought about resetting all the different areas of our life. It's important as we begin talking about life balance today, that you realize that life balance will look drastically different depending on life stage and circumstances. So your life balance is not going to match anyone else's. It's specific to you. Also, it's key that maintaining balance will help to decrease our stress and is the cornerstone of overall personal wellness. So it is pivotal in what we do to reset and make sure that we're balancing all those areas of our life. Today, we're going to focus on five keys to life balance, and I'll go through those quickly, and then the ladies and I are going to discuss them and how we're doing on these different keys of life balance. So key one, set priorities. Key two, say no. Key three, stop wasting time. Key four, plan ahead. Key five, reflect. All right, ladies, let's go back to the top. Setting priorities. So setting priorities in life balance is important because we will only balance ourselves based on our values, but we have to know what we value in order to know how to set those priorities. So what do you value? That's a really good question because you could value several different things, but then you really need to sit down and think about what is your number one thing that you value the most. Mine would probably be my family. You know, family is everything to me. Um, My life basically revolves around my husband and my three children and my other, you know, my like my mom, dad, my sister, brother and my my in-laws, you know, but that would probably be my big thing that I value the most is my family. I agree. The first thing I thought was relationships. And I thought Mm -hmm. my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my kids and my parents and my sibling and you know, you can go down and down the list and fall into the rabbit hole, but relationships, I think, would definitely be something that I value. And when you're talking about priorities, I'm sure we'll get to this, but I thought, am I making choices based on what my priorities are? Yeah, I agree with both of you all. So I think I may add a little bit to it, thinking about value and something that I can probably improve on too is time, which is mentioned, but the time that mm-hmm. you spend with your family and and how you spend that time. I think um, that's something that I've been trying to be more about 
to trying to be more mindful of. Um, so yeah, valuing my family and the time that I spend with them because we all struggle with probably time management, but you know, in the world we live in, we tend to stay busier than we, you know, used to. So thinking about it that way too. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with all of you. I think definitely when you think about what do, what do you value for me, my family comes forefront. And so relationships, time, how am I spending that time? What am I doing with that time? Um, and I think you, you make a good point, Ashley, that you think, okay, my relationships are what I value, but am I, is that where I'm putting my time? Is that where I'm setting that priority? And I think that's important. A lot of times we value one thing, but but we set our priorities based on what the world says we should value and how we should react. And so I think that's why we think, well, it's so easy. Like, we know what we value, but do we really? And do we honor those values when we are setting our priorities? And so I think sitting down and saying, okay, what is my top priority? And how can I give those things the proper amount of time, knowing that there are other things as well? So we all said relationships um, in our families. But also, I think our work is something that we value. Um, I think probably our spiritual health is something that we value. I think um, our relationships with others, our hobbies, um, our interests, All of those things are things we value. It's figuring out where do they fit on that continuum so that I'm giving it the priority that it needs to have. What goes on top? What orders does it go in? And how do I address all those things? And that that all goes back to this idea of balance. But until we can sit down and and really be gut level honest on what I value, we're never going to be able to set our priorities that are going to make us feel balanced and make us feel good. We're constantly going to feel like we're lacking. I also like how you made the point while ago that every one of us is in a different, you know, far as balancing their life. I am completely different from all of you ladies other than work, you know, when it comes to my fa- my relationships with my family and that, you know, and I think we need to as one to let our listeners know just because we're in a certain stage doesn't mean that they should be in that stage, too. So I, I like how you brought that up while ago. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That your life stage is going to set your priorities. It's going to mm-hmm. you're going to have different values depending on where you are in life and what you're doing. And that's OK. There's not a right or wrong here. And it's not a right or wrong with what you value. This is your personal life. And so you have to figure that out for you and that there's no no guilt, no shame. It's just figuring out what that means to you. So then that second key, I think, is equally difficult for us. And that's that saying no. A lot of times we find that we overcommit um, and we're not good at relying on others for help with tasks. And so there's not necessarily like a, a deep question here, but I would say, do you struggle saying no? Do you find it hard to say no? I think we're all looking around this table and saying, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that is us. That is definitely something that uh, I will speak for myself, that definitely something that I struggle with. I want to be able to say yes. And if I have to say no, then I really feel like I need to have that this just tremendously huge reason why that I'm saying no. Yeah. yeah, I think I see that. Like we feel the pressure to mm-hmm. say yes or the pressure to have the right answer to say like, no, I can't do that. Um, and I've been trying to be better at this. Well, you know, we were at a meeting the other day and I was like, and I wasn't trying to be, you know, offend anybody. And I after and I was like, no, I, I just don't have time for it. 
and it, and I think you know I was thinking like, well, did I offend them? Are they going to be mad? But then it's like, you know what? I'm doing it for me, for my you know mental health, and just for my sake of doing the best that I can at the other things that I've committed to as well. I guess my thing of not wanting to tell anybody, no, I don't want to let anybody down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that I'm superwoman. But I'm not, and I can't do all things. But I think my big thing of not wanting to tell anybody no is because I don't want them to be disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think we feel guilty when we say no to someone, but saying no is is one of the biggest parts of being able to set a healthy boundary for ourselves. And, you know, that idea that we can't pour from an empty cup. So if I constantly take on commitments, I constantly say, yes, there's nothing left of me to give. And I'm not giving my best because I can't give my best to all the things. I, I have to pare that down and focus in and say, okay, what can I commit to that I can do well, as opposed to just saying yes, so that I don't hurt someone's feelings. I think we have a hard time with that. And I've found, um, especially when I've practiced therapy with individuals, that some people just struggle with even saying the word no. Like just the physical aspect of saying no is so uncomfortable that they would rather commit to anything um, than just have to utter that word. And so I've been known to give assignments to clients where I've encouraged them to have a no day. And they have to say no to everything, even if it's something they really like or they want to do. It's just that practice and that repetition of saying no. But I also tell them the key is if you have a no day, you don't tell the people around you that, oh, I was told I haven't have to have a no day today. You know, you don't need a disclaimer to say this is why I have to tell you no. But maybe that's something we all need to practice on our own sometimes is just practice and saying the words no and knowing that that's okay. Yeah, because I don't know if it's like, I never really thought about it, but like a cultural thing of no is like negative, mm-hmm. as like a negative word. And it's really not. No. But no. yeah, I don't know where <gasps> Look, we... I practiced. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where we, or maybe just myself, you know, picked that up that it's negative or maybe, it, you know, like I said, a cultural thing, like you're not supposed to say no but you think about it do how many times have we told our children no so that's probably where you get that positive well negative yeah i was thinking about like uh, my son who's young and starting to well crawl or swim is what we call it but you know i'm always like no don't do that no you know i'm like oh you know we i guess maybe start at early age that no or don't do that which we can find a better way to do that and other than saying no of course but yeah yeah, and like we said in um, other other episodes, we've discussed that we are modeling behaviors for for others, um, for our children, for our coworkers, for our friends, for our family. And so, when we model healthy behavior and being able to set a boundary of saying no, I can't commit to that at this time. It's not good for me. Then we give them the permission to also say no and not overcommit and and not get themselves bogged down with things that they don't have the time or energy to fulfill. So. I think I think that's important. And, and it kind of takes us to the third key and stop wasting time. And I think we, we do a lot of wasting time without really realizing it. And so some of the things that we can do to stop wasting time are setting daily goals, you know, focusing in one day at a time as opposed to these bigger goals, which are still important, but can be overwhelming. And so we pare it down into smaller bite size goals and. Um, And then focus on things like taking breaks, 
leaving work at work. And one suggestion when I was um, preparing for this was develop a digital divide. And I was like, what is a digital divide? I want to know more. This was not something I'd heard of before. But it's having work apps separate from your personal apps. So like your email, for for example, you know, how many of us think I'm going to take a vacation But then we get roped into checking those emails. And the next thing we know, we've worked a couple hours while we're sitting on the beach, which was which is lovely. It's it's great to work on a beach rather than an office. But are we really allowing ourselves to have that work life balance if we are working on our time off? And so I guess, how do you all feel about that concept um, of leaving work at at work and developing a digital divide? What I mean, that I don't know, that's something different I hadn't thought of. I really like that idea. Um, I'll be the one to first tell you, you know, when I was on vacation, I did check my work email. But I mean, I like the idea and the concept that we need to leave it, you know, when we're not at work. I like that and have it divided between from our other personal things on our phone. So because I have my personal email on my phone and I have my work stuff on my phone. I have both. So I like that idea. And if it's right in front of you, it is really hard to step back and say, okay, well, I'm not on the clock right this second. I'm not going to check this. It can wait until the morning or whenever you go back to work. And I like that idea. And I don't know a whole lot about all the different kinds of phones, but I do know that I, I have separate folders that I can move things to. And I could create a work folder for specifically those things that I would use for work. And that might be... That might be helpful. Yeah, I think so, too. And for me, uh, a couple of things I've done um, is to turn off notifications to email. And I've even done, like, social media. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't waste time, and I, you know, like, oh, I have a notification. I need to check it. Like, so all of my apps, I turned off all notifications. And so I think I feel like that's worked with email. And then also... Um, it's well, I just found out about it. It's probably, you know, nothing new, but you can set times when people can send you emails. So I didn't know if you could do that. Like it's on and off. So like between seven and seven, um, I, my emails will come through, but it's got like a little snooze button and mm-hmm. it does it on the weekend too. And it's on, it shows on my email. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, But and I think it is challenging too. We talked about, you talked about dividing them. Um, my husband has two separate phones he has a work phone and he has a personal phone but it still doesn't matter yeah and so i mean i think that we can do these things but actually making ourselves or being more mindful as we've talked about is important too i want to know how we can do leave work at work (laughs) right (laughs) can somebody teach us that exactly (laughs) because i'll catch myself a lot of times especially if i'm behind on something at at nighttime, I've got my laptop in my lap and I'm doing whatever for work. So sometimes I don't know how to turn off that switch. Okay, it is home time. It's family time instead of sitting there on my computer working. So I need some tips on how to do that. Yeah, and I think we, we all do that from time to time. And I think everything in moderation, you know, I think there are times when that's necessary and that's helpful. But I think also... We're not our best selves if we are working around the clock and never taking those brain breaks that we need to kind of recharge and refresh and then get back there with with new ideas and new eyes for what we're doing. One thing that may be helpful, Joni, I don't know, like for me, sometimes I'm like, I will not bring my laptop home today. 
like tonight is going to be a no laptop night. And if I don't have it at my house, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for me when I want to pull it out and start working on something. And I think we just have to do that or it's a leave it in the car where it's it's I'm going to have to make the effort to go outside and get it, you know, just making it a little more or a little less accessible, I guess. Is, yeah, is I, what I was going to say convenience kind of mm-hmm. popped into my mind because, you know, we have phones that are here. They're there. They're in our face all the time. They're in our hands, um, you know, so it's more convenient to do it. And I think it's a cultural thing, mm-hmm. probably. Um so, yeah, some one thing I've been doing is trying to, like, leave, just put my phone down somewhere. And sometimes it's just I lose it. So it's not intentional, I, <laughs> I guess. It but, you know, it's a, it's, I act like it is. But, <laughs> but yeah, just being intentional about, like, I'm just laying it down and I'm not trying to, like, check my email or capture mm-hmm. moments on a camera. Like, I'm just trying to enjoy it. And sometimes uh, my husband will be like, well, I try to call you. I'm like... I don't know where my phone's at, which, you know, like I said, sometimes it's true, but you know, it's, um, or sometimes people will call and like, even if it's like my mom, you know, and if I'm doing something, I'm like, I won't answer it. And Curse is like, your mom's calling. I'm like, you know what? I'm in the moment. Like I can call her back. If she calls back continuously, of course, you know, like in case something's wrong, but you know, it's like, I can take the time. I can call her back in 10 minutes when I'm finished doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think you definitely have to be intentional in unplugging. Yeah. It's know. so hard though. Because all the things, you know, even sometimes I will leave my, my cell phone like that purposely in another area of the house where I won't necessarily hear it or see it. But then, and I just got a text message right now and it pops up on my, my watch. And so it's like, even though I've left the phone somewhere else, we have all of this technology that, that connects us to people, which is lovely. And I'm so thankful for it. It's, it's such a great tool but also at the same time it can make it that much harder for us to disconnect and take a break and so i think we do have to be like that keyword again intentional 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 and yes we want to be able to let someone contact us if they need us we want to let people know that i'm here for you but sometimes we need that time with none of the distractions and even if it's an hour a night where i'm gonna take the watch off i'm gonna put the phone away i'm gonna not pull out the laptop, whatever it is, I think we have to figure out what what does that look like for me? And how will that make such a big impact that I will then be more productive when I go back into that area of my life? I think leaving work at work um, is a mystery and something that we can always strive to do better. And and again, like with everything we've done here, we're, it's progress, not perfection. And so I'm not going to be perfect at this. But if I can do better, then, then that's key. Which takes us to our next key, key four, plan ahead. And under this, we're thinking about planning ahead on those things that we've already discussed a lot this month, planning ahead on self-care. So scheduling your self-care, meal planning so that you know that you're getting nutritious meals for you and your family, scheduling family and social time so you can build those relationships and, and foster those relationships. And so, again, Planning ahead is all about being intentional. I'm not going to accidentally take care of myself. I'm not going to accidentally um, nourish myself in the best way that I know how. I'm not going to accidentally um, grow family relationships and friend relationships and foster those social interactions. I have to schedule those things. We are too busy as a society to think that we're going to fall into those things without putting it on the calendar, without saying, 
this is a priority. So that goes back to number one. If I value relationships, then that needs to be a priority. I have to schedule that time to show that is that is my priority. And so we're not always great at that that planning ahead and that scheduling those things. So um, I know we've kind of hit on these areas throughout the month and we've discussed a lot of this, but what areas do you feel like you're doing really well at planning ahead for and which areas are you still kind of like, let me figure out how to get this in my calendar? Mine goes back and forth. Um, some, some months I feel like I, or some weeks, let's just go, let's go week by week. (laughs) Some weeks I'm on it with the meal planning. I know what we're going to have. I've got the grocery shopping done and that is just a weight off of my shoulders And um, then some weeks, that's not the case. As far as self-care goes and then even scheduling family and social time, sometimes I feel like my family does not always get the best of me. I I want them to get the best of me, but do I schedule that time so that I've got my self-care in so that they can have the best of me? Yeah, it will ebb and flow. I mean, from week to week, like you said, um, because... There are weeks that my kids might have three ball games, 15 practices, and we're in six different cities over that week. And then I don't do a real good job with meal planning because we're not home. And I don't have a lot of self-care because by the time we get home, it's get in bed, get ready for school the next day, and just survive. But then there are those other times when you're like, oh, I feel like I'm thriving, y'all. I've got this. It's working. And so you're right. It's going to be an up and down. But definitely something that once we have awareness, we can say, okay, I know there's a tough week coming up. Where can we sneak in those things? Where can we sneak in a nutritious meal? Where can we sneak in self-care? Where can I sneak in some quiet downtime for the family? I guess for myself, um, I used to do a really good job on meal planning. I mean, I would meal plan for the whole month. I may not go shopping for the whole month, but I would have it look at my calendar. This is what's going on. Um, I do to some degree, but not like I should. Um, Scheduling self-care, I go and have my nails done you know, about once a month. And so I do consider that self-care for myself because I go and I just relax, you know, that little time that I'm there. So, and I didn't used to do that. And I guess that's because I am also in a different stage than you all because my children are older and I don't have to rush home immediately to go get them from the babysitter, the school or whatever. So, but for years, I did not do that. Um, Scheduling family time, Sunday at lunch, um, my kids, my husband, we're all there. I cook lunch for all of us. And I do this every week. And so my family knows Sunday is our our time together, even if it's for just an hour or two to eat and just say, hey, how's things going this week? You know, we do schedule that every week. And then I started going to my mom and dad's every Monday night. And my mom cooks for me and either my daughter or one of my sons or both of them. So I know every Monday night, I try not to schedule anything for work because that's my time with my parents. And so I know I slack on other families, probably socials or anything like that. But them are the two main things, though, that I do schedule every week. And I make it a priority to make sure. Now, let me just tell you, though, sometimes the week before that Sunday, Saturday night, like, what am I cooking? So, you know, I'm not saying all of this to say that I'm perfect because it's like, oh, my, what am I cooking? Okay, I got to do one more pickup first thing Sunday morning, you know, before church or after, but, you know. So, I mean, I try to balance as much as I can, 
but sometimes I don't. So, but I really try to schedule, plan, you know, make time. But it's hard. It is so hard to balance things. And I think I've said that multiple times on our podcast here. So for me, I guess for work, like it's easy to plan because we have our calendars and and all that. Um, And then I've kind of tried to carry that on at home. We have a magnetized calendar on our refrigerator. And so we'll write what the plan is or, you know, if there's a doctor's appointment or if we have a night meeting or, you know, kind of whatever that important event is for the, it's a whole month, but it's week by week also. And so that's really helped us to look at the calendar and just be like, wow, like we're mm-hmm. super busy. What are we going to do or how are we going to do it? So we're working on it. Um, and, um, and then also like just planning. Um, I guess I'm still in the, the progress working on it stage. Um, cause we're just trying to adjust to our new normal. And then, like you said, you think you have it figured out and then our son's sick and then you're like, you know what? This is a disaster. So, um, we're, <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and it's, and you know, we go back to it's what it phase you're in and it's okay if you're like me and you don't have it together, but you're just trying to figure it out and just, but being mindful of it and intentional, um, I'll get better at it. It's just, you know, it'll take time. Yeah. Life happens. Yeah, it does. Happens. It <laughs> does. And that's okay. It's it, You exactly. just roll with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you find out what works and then what doesn't work and then how you need to adjust what was working but is no longer working. Yeah, of course. And, I yeah. mean, it's a constant. I don't – this is like everything we've discussed. It's not a one and done. Like, oh, I found the answer, the key, we're good. It, you know, life changes quickly and we have to realize like we sometimes we have to pivot sometimes you know that worked and worked and worked but maybe it's not now and so I have to try something different and I know like that for us when I think about my family and myself my self-care recently has been a a lot of reading and that's been great for me um it was something I enjoyed that I forgot I enjoyed because I'd gotten so so tied up in other things and I that wasn't um, a priority. It wasn't something I valued for a while and now it's coming back around as something that's valuable to me and so uh, it's it's more of a priority in my life. So that's been good for me. And then also combining, like I've, I've discussed before, sometimes combining that self-care with family and social. So, you know, the cup of coffee with my husband in the morning, to me that's self-care, but it's also um, family time. It, it's that one-on-one time with him. And so that kind of can sort of get two things done with with one event. And that's nice when you can do that and kind of get double dip. Um, Meal planning has not always been great for me um, because cooking is not a love of mine. And and it used to be something I dreaded. Like, oh, my goodness, don't make me plan a meal. Don't make me cook a meal. Don't make (laughs) me do this. I don't like it. But I have found a routine that works for me and my family over the last six months or so. And so I've gotten much better at it. And that has alleviated a lot of stress in my life, because that was something that was a constant struggle for me. And so it's not 100%. And there are some weeks that it doesn't look good, but it's gotten a lot better. And so that does that does help with balance. Um, but, you know, just getting those things in there. And I, I will say as far as family and social time, um, I think I was just sharing with Ashley yesterday, actually, um, that it's been a really busy season at our house. And one thing my husband and I have tried to do is – 
is intentionally schedule a date night once a week. Um, and so that was working really well for a while, but then life, you know, life, life happens. And so I all of a sudden realized the other day, like, oh, we really haven't had a date night in a while. And I'm starting to feel that like, you know, you can still kind of feel like you're getting agitated, like what's going on? That's what's missing. Like we haven't had that quality one on one time. And so I, I told Ashley, I was kind of sneaky. And I, I looked over at my husband and I was like, do you think we could go maybe out to dinner just the two of us this coming weekend he was like that'd be great but we're so busy is there time and I was like yeah you know Saturday's looking all right it's it's a lot more chill than what we've seen in the last couple months and he was like okay I said oh you want to go you want to go to dinner and he was like, well, that'd be good. And I was like, okay, good, because I already made reservations. <laughs> and so earlier in the day, I was like, we need a date night. And I was like, I'm making reservations now, and I'll get him on board That's along awesome. the way. But I think sometimes we just have to do that. We just have to jump in and say, you know what? We've got to make room in our schedule for this because this is important. Yeah, so I'm laughing because I just did that mm-hmm. with my husband. Um, we don't – we haven't taken the time um, – for a while. And so what I did is I just, um, I sent a message to his secretary and I was like, what does he have on this day for like, you know, two or three hours? And she's like, nothing. I said, make something up, write it in. And so I took (laughs) off, I took off half a day and I made her make a meeting up and she put it in his calendar. And so I'm just going to surprise him and be like, Hey, it's our day. We're going. And so even, you know, it's not on the weekend, but we're, I'm trying to fit it in. Yeah. That's so great. I love that. Yes. Absolutely love that. Yeah. We have to make it happen, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Like I said, it's not going to accidentally fall on our calendar. Right. So, I mean, it might have for him, but it is for him. (laughs) It is for him because I'm not giving him the choice. Like, he thinks he has this important meeting. I'm like, it's just me. But yeah. Uh, You're an important meeting. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And so I think, yeah, um, for those of you listening to this, we don't have it figured out. Um, But trial and error. I mean, just keep going, you know, figure out what works, figure out what doesn't. um, And it's going to look different for all of us. And so our fifth key to life balance is reflecting, you know, like we're doing this month, we're resetting, we're reflecting, we're taking a look at what have we been doing that's great and we want to hold on to and what have we been doing that is dragging us down and and it's just causing clutter in our life and we want to clean that out. We want to we want to get get focused again. And so our reflection questions are how is my balance? Like let me be honest, what does balance look like to me? Am I am I tipping the scales to one side or the other far more than I should be. Um, What is weighing me down? What are the things that are holding me back that I could let go of um, that maybe I've put an emphasis on, but they're not the most valuable and they're not the most important and I could let them go and clean them out. And am I honoring my values? You know, some of us noticed as we were discussing that I value one thing, but I've made something else my priority. And that's going to make me feel off balance every single time. If my values and my priorities are out of whack, I will not be in balance in my life. And so for those of us in this room, like thinking about those three questions, how is my balance? What is weighing me down? Am I honoring my values? Um you don't have to answer any specific question there. You can pick one if you want to or all of them. But what thoughts, what's going through your mind as we think about these three questions? My first thought was, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm yeah, not doing no, these things. I'm, like, I'm not. Mm-mm. No. That's so, it. Yeah, that's um, not happening. My goal has 
been balanced for, I don't know, probably the last six months to a year. I'm like, I've got to figure out how to balance. I've got to balance. I've got to figure this out. And it's still a struggle. I don't, I would not say that I have things balanced and we have talked about that it's going to ebb and flow and some days feel really good. And some days I'm just like, yeah, no, this is not. But this really made me think, okay, so if I'm saying this is what I value, then how can I, how can I make those changes? And just the other day, I I felt a little grumpy. I mean, does anybody ever feel grumpy? No, never. No. I mean, just me. <laughs> I'm the only that? grumpy one. What? I'm the only grumpy one in the room. Um, but I was feeling a little grumpy and I just stopped and I was like, I think I need some self-care. <laughs> My husband looked at me and he was like, okay. And I was like, I'm going to go like sit in here. And so I just went in the other room and read for a few minutes and it was better. And I had, I recognized that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is one key to me, finding that balance is being able to recognize what I'm missing. If it's the date night, mm-hmm. if it's the that I haven't taken any time for myself or whatever, whatever is causing me to be off balance, being able to recognize that. Yeah. Awareness. Huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. I guess mine would be what is weighing me down. I was sitting here thinking, what weighs me down? And I come to the conclusion I weigh myself down. Because I feel like, once again, I'm superwoman and I can do absolutely everything and I'm not going to say no. So I need to work on being able to not weigh my own personal self down that I balance my work to my work, my family and everything and learning how to say no and the goals that, you know, we've talked about, you know, the keys to them, you know, making small changes. That, I mean, it's not going to change overnight, but making small changes in the way that I do schedule things or per, get, you know, prepare for things. So plan ahead. I think that's my key thing is is making sure that I'm not weighing myself down. For me, um, the one that stuck out was, am I honoring my values? Because we talked about family and all that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, am I doing that? Like, you know, you, you think you are, but in reality, are you? So for me, that's kind of what stuck out to me. And also, I was thinking about all these questions and thinking, maybe I should write these down and set a, a plan of time once mm-hmm. a month or every two weeks and like of reevaluate this because yeah. you know we've talked about it changes life happens um but just taking you know whether it's 20 minutes or five minutes whatever you have mindfully putting it in your calendar and just writing those questions out and just thinking about it am i doing okay with this am i not you know what can i do or what's a small thing i can do in the next couple weeks to improve that so that's kind of what stuck in my mind thinking about that. Yeah, I love that. Like constant reflection, you know, checking in with yourself, like what what's working well, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. How am I being bogged down? When I looked at those three questions, I think for the, the current me, <laughs> I was looking at what is weighing me down, kind of like Joni, like what is weighing me down? Because I do feel like there's a weight on me right now. Um, and I think... It goes back to that saying no and not over committing. And, and we're so good at over committing. And if it's not at work, it's at home, it's with kids, it's with friends, it's with family. And so taking a step back and saying, I can't do all the things. And one thing we didn't really dig in enough on earlier, so I kind of want to mention it here, is that relying on others, you know, asking for help 
at work and at home. And that's one thing I've tried to to do because it's important. You know, for me, I want to be like, oh, but I, I have a certain way I want to do it. I need to have my hands in it. And I need, but I've found I can't do that. And then I do feel weighed down when I try to do that. And so in my personal life, I've tried really hard um, to ask for help and to, you know, my husband is great about helping. Like I'm very, um, I'm very blessed in that area that my husband is, is he's a big helper and he does share the weight, but we both kind of get bogged down sometimes with, with three kids and lots of activities and lots of commitments. And so we've, we've really been pulling in our parents and asking them if they can help with a pickup or a drop off or a game, you know, and we, we can't be everywhere all the time. And I think we put that pressure on ourselves to do that. And I know that I put my pressure, my pressure, I put pressure on myself to do that. But then we are weighed down. And then I find myself at my kids event and I'm resentful and I'm tired and I'm frustrated and I'm not present for them. So what is the point in me being there if I can't fully be there for them? And so by taking a step back and letting someone else help and relying on others for some things, I can give them my best self. And so I think for me, when I reflect, that's super important in my balance at the moment. But again, looking at that over and over again, because it's going to change, you know, two weeks from now, it could be something totally different that I need to kind of revamp and refocus. Any other thoughts, ladies, before we wrap this up? I think I have a lot to think about. Mm -hmm. Reflect on. I'm going to get my journal. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you all for joining us for this bonus episode. Um, I want you to ask yourself those three reflection questions at home. How is your balance? What is weighing you down? And are you honoring your values? And all as always, I encourage you to write it down in a journal, share it with a friend, and commit to adjusting just one activity to help you restore your life balance over the next week. Thank you for joining us. This is Life Simplified. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.